Quality Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 62 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast, where we celebrate the classic comedy shows from the golden age of radio. I'm Greg Fordyce. Today, we bring you A Date with Judy the comedy radio series that ran from June 24th of 1941 to May 4th of 1950 on NBC Radio. The series was aimed at teenage audiences of the time and was extremely popular throughout its run. It starred 14-year-old Ann Gillis in the title role for the first summer, followed by Deli Ellis for the next year, and then 15-year-old Louise Erickson after that for the next seven years. Mercedes McCambridge played Judy's girlfriend, Paul McGrath her father, and Margaret Brayton her mother. The series was so popular that CBS Radio came out with a show to compete with it, Meet Corliss Archer. A Date with Judy briefly appeared on TV for two years and spawned a movie of the same name starring Elizabeth Taylor and Carmen Miranda. Now sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh as we bring you the August 11th, 1942 broadcast of A Date with Judy right after this. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Gentlemen, invite you to have a date with Judy. A typical American girl in a typical American family. Well, let's see. It's a quiet evening in the foster house. Mother is sewing, father is reading, Randolph is tying Boy Scout knots, and Judy is glumping because she doesn't have a date. Mother looks up. Melvin. Yes, dear. I had a letter from Grandma today. You didn't mother what she say? She's worried about Aunt Lily. Why is she worried about Aunt Lily? Well, because Don't she... tell me. Let me guess. Because Aunt Lily isn't married. Well, yes. Well, that's nothing new. Grandma's been worrying about that for the last ten years. I was just thinking, maybe we ought to have Lily here for a visit. A sweet girl like Lily. Girl? Mother, she's 34 years old. Well, really, Judy, that isn't the last stage of senility, you know. <laughs> that girl to mother till rigor mortis sets in. <laughs> going to write Aunt Lily to come, and we'll see if we can't find somebody for her. Maybe Judy could get her a date. Me? I'm having enough trouble getting dates for myself. I haven't had a date for three nights. Well, what are you complaining about? Aunt Lily hasn't had a date for three years. <laughs> that isn't so. I'm sure lots of young men have been extremely fond of Aunt Lily. In 34 years, they've had lots of time to. <laughs> the problem is, how can we figure up a man? Digging him up might be a good idea. Gee, <laughs> to think of it. I know somebody old enough for Aunt Lily. Oh, who? Mr. Manchester. He's a librarian at the library. I bet he's 35 if he's a day. And he's a day, all right. <laughs> Why, that's a simply wonderful idea. But I wonder how we should go about asking him. Well, I could kind of take a book out of the library and just sling the invitation to him. 
We could invite him to dinner the very first night Aunt Lily's here. Oh, sure. We wouldn't want to waste any time. After 34 leisurely years, we got to step on it. <laughs> That's only the beginning of your date with Judy, chaperoned by Pepsodent. How would you like to find out if your present toothpaste is really doing what you think it is? Maybe it's letting you down. Now, here's the way to find out. Run the tip of your tongue over your teeth. Can you feel a filmy coating? That's what makes teeth dingy. And it's a sign that you'd better switch to Pepsodent toothpaste tonight. Pepsodent with Irium is the new high-speed toothpaste with the fresh taste and the super-cleansing ingredients. It removes that dingy coating from teeth, makes them so brilliantly clean, they feel shiny smooth, and they look sparkling bright. So, hunt up a collapsible metal tube from any product and take it to your drug counter tonight to exchange for a new tube of Pepsodent toothpaste. And now, back to A Date with Judy. <laughs> Goodness. Hello, Lily. Well, it's certainly good to see you. Do I get a kiss from my favorite brother-in-law? Sure do, Lily. Sugar. <laughs> He's Well, I'm starved. When's that guy going to get here? Guy? Dora, have you invited someone else to dinner? Well, uh, yes, in a way. A uh, man? Well, uh, yes, in a way. Oh. <laughs> oh, Dora. You didn't have... Now, Lily, this is just sort of an accident. As a matter of fact, we'd invited this gentleman to dinner long before we knew you were coming. Oh, yes, eons before. I'll go. Now, I wonder who that could be. Uh, good evening. Oh, good evening, Mr. Manchester. Very kind of you to stop at the library this afternoon. Invite me to dinner. This afternoon? Oh, that's perfectly all right, Mr. Manchester. Come in. Um, I'd like you to meet my, uh... Well, a friend of mine, Lily Rogan. How do you do? How do you do? And you know the rest of the family. Oh, my, what a formal introduction. <laughs> Suppose I do it all over. Uh, Lily, this is Donald. Donald, this is Lily. How do you do? How do you do? <laughs> do people ever call you Don? Oh, yes, indeed. At college, Ohio Wesley in 1924, they called me Don. Or Manchie. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that cute? <laughs> Manchie. Isn't that cute, Lily? <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, now that that's over, when are we going to have dinner? My Aunt Lily cooked every inch of it from soup to nuts. I Randolph, I did not. <laughs> Lily is so modest. Well, how's business, Mr. Manchester? Uh, business? Yeah. Oh, very good. We collected 32 cents in fines today. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Mr. Manchester is the new librarian, Lily. Uh, Lily is very interested in books, Mr. Manchester. Oh? She'd make a wonderful wife for somebody who was interested in literary things. Judy! Why, that was a fine dinner, Mrs. Foster. Thank you. Uh, Melvin, aren't you planning to go to your, uh... Lodge meeting tonight? Why, no. My lodge meets on Thursdays. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, the exalted high counselor called uh, and said it was moved up to tonight. Early tonight. Are you going out tonight, Mother, as if I didn't know? 
Well, uh, yes, I am. My Red Cross class meets tonight. I thought that met on Fridays. Well, uh, uh, during emergencies, uh, they call special sessions. Yes. <laughs> well, my goodness, I, I must say this isn't very sociable of us to run off like this, but uh, it will give you two a chance to get acquainted. <laughs> oh, really, Dora, you don't have to do that. Uh, Julian Randolph are going out in the kitchen and wash the dishes. Aren't you, dears? Well, I guess we are. I guess. And then they go right to bed. So you won't have to worry about them disturbing you. Well, come on, Melvin. Um, thank you very much for the dinner, Mrs. Foster. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Good night. Well, Dora, what are we going to do tonight? What do you think we're going to do? You're going to take me to a movie. <laughs> Manchester, I prefer Dickens' later work. Great expectations always seem to me a little, uh, immature. Jeepers, I think we're handling that way. My favorite work of Dickens is Nicholas Nickleby. Although I have found great charm in Pickwick papers. <laughs> me, I find no charm in this conversation. Uh, uh, have you read much of Pope and Dryden? Yes, yes, I have. Poor Aunt Lily. She doesn't know beans about man. She's a rank amateur. Well, I wouldn't call either of them great lovers. <laughs> uh, don't you love the lilt of Pope rhyme couplet? Yes, yes, I do. Isn't that awful? Hey, hey, he's getting up. Hey, we'll see some action now. Oh, my. 9.45. It's getting late. <laughs> getting late? It was a charming meeting you, Mr. Manchester. I hope I'll see you soon. I hope so, too. This is the critical moment. If you ask her for a date now, she's in. Otherwise, she's cooked. Good night, then. Good night. She's cooked. <laughs> uh, what are you doing a week from tomorrow night, Miss Rogan? A Wednesday? Well, uh, nothing. He came through. But a week from tomorrow night? Yeah, I wouldn't exactly call it a whirlwind courtship. <laughs> I, I wonder if I might come to call. Call? He's one of those parlor pops. Oh, I'd be very happy to see you. Well, good night, then, Miss Rogan. Good night, Mr. Manchester. Well, he's gone. Yeah, I said a one-a-week wait will take her till Christmas. <laughs> you know, Randolph, I think I'll have to give her some advice about men. You mean you're going to part with some of your vast store of knowledge on the subject? If it helped her yoke a bloke, I'd be glad to. Well, you've sure done enough research on the subject. Aunt Lily, I hate to say this, but frankly, your technique is a little oogie. There speaks the voice of experience. Aunt Lily, tell me frankly, do you have a yen for Mr. Yanchester? A yen? Oh, why, Judy, I... I hardly know the man. What's that got to do with it? I asked you if you had a yen for him. Well, I, I think he's very intelligent. In Aunt Lily's language, that's a yen. <laughs> Look, Aunt Lily, one of the first principles of getting a guy gaga about you is to be glamorous in his eyes. 
Now, where's this take Edgar? Who's Edgar? This guy I go with. He's Gaga about me. Called me up night and day. Now, the first thing I did when I wanted to make him wacky... And he was that way to begin with, believe me. <laughs> Randolph, please. How can I give Aunt Lily any advice? Well, the first thing I did was find out what moving picture star was his ideal. But I simply made myself look like that star, and there I was. Do you always do that? Well, sure. This week she's Dorothy Lamour for Edgar. And a couple of weeks ago she was Lana Turner for Gerald. Oh, for goodness sake. Her Lana Turner's okay, but her, her Dorothy Lamour is, is very nerve-wracking. It is not, Randolph. Aunt Lily, I'll guarantee this will work. Do you think so, Judy? I'm positive. Well, I'm not so sure, but... Well, give me the work. <laughs> Make Aunt Lily positively umphy. I will make her so umphy it will hurt. Good. You can start with a mud pack, and then an ice pack, and after the glacial facial, and then an eyebrow pack and an eyelash curl. <laughs> this is not good, Aunt Lily. It's perfectly terrific lipstick, isn't it, Andre? Glam roller number five, no less. Positively kiss-proof and everything. Now, poke up your lips, Aunt Lily. And, Andre, when you finish the manicure, give her a pedicure. A passion red nail polish on her feet, too? Of course. Oh, the passion red nail polish. He's so passionate. For. Well, she said that something startling was going to emerge from the beauty shop. She yeah. wanted both of us to pass on it. Well, here it comes. Fall, Missy. Hi, Randolph. Hello, Randolph. Aunt Lily. Aunt Lily, this is Missy. I asked her to drop by to, well, sort of give you the one over. Oh, really, Judy? Do you have to call in perfect strangers? Oh, Missy isn't a perfect stranger. She's my best girlfriend. Besides, she's practically an authority on Grandma Angie, Missy. Well, practically. Doesn't Aunt Lily look perfectly yummy? She sure does. Me, I haven't been able to take my eyes off Aunt Lily since she came out of the beauty parlor. And I see a couple of pedestrians with the same idea. <laughs> I don't know whether they're staring at me or glaring at me. Let's go. Just wait till you get home and Mother sees you. She'll be insane about you. And as for Father, they'll have to put him in an institution. <laughs> Don't you feel just like a movie star? Well, I certainly don't feel like myself. I think you wow any man you meet. If you just remember to turn on the heat. Turn on the heat? That's what I've been trying to tell her, Mitzi. She means just give with the stuff, Aunt Lily. You know, click on the trigger. Give with the stuff? It's really very easy. For instance, what repartee would you hand out if a man said to you, Come on, mouse, let's grow well, no man I know would ever say, come on, mouse, let's grow. You'd better listen to Missy Aunt Lily. Her advice has been very successful with me. All I'm trying to do is make a cuddle cat out of you. Well, I'm not so sure I want to be a cuddle cat. Why, you do too, Aunt Lily. Go ahead, Missy. All right. Now, what do you come back with when somebody says to you, what's cooking, good looker? Well, I don't know. You come back with soup, group. Uh, I do. Well. Blow me down. Look who that is over there across the 
three. Why, it's Mr. Manchester. Oh, my. Why, Aunt Lillian, for that Grammarola number five, you're blushing. He's coming over to talk to us. I remember Aunt Lily. Sparkle. Be enthusiastic. I can't. Do I look all right? You look like a house of fire. That's what I'm afraid of. You want to, you want to make a positive impression on this guy, Miss Rogan? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. Then hand out the goo. Do like Missy says. Talk about his necktie and his shoulders and his chest expansion. Well, I'll try. Oh, here he comes. Oh, Miss Rogan. Oh, dear. Miss Rogan. Good luck, Aunt Lily. Good afternoon, Miss Rogan. And hello, children. Hello. Hi, Nancy. What? What, Miss Rogan? What's cooking? Good looking. Beg pardon? That's, uh, well, that's a very beautiful necktie you have on. And so are your shoulders. Um, what was that, Miss Rogan? And you've got a very snazzy chest expansion. Why, Miss Rogan? When are you coming over to dinner again, Mr. Manchester? Why, I don't know. I, uh... You know what we're having for dinner tonight? Well, uh, no, I... Uh... We're having soup, Drew. <laughs> Mr. Manchester. Well, I uh, hardly think I can make it. I, uh, well... Come over and grow, Mouse. Well, uh, uh, some other time, perhaps. Oh, but... But, Mr. Manchester... Well, uh, the fact is, I, uh... I have a library committee meeting tonight, and I, uh, well, I... I must attend. I'm, I'm dreadfully sorry. Uh, I'll see you next Wednesday, then. Well, I, I'm not absolutely sure that I can make it. That is, uh, Well, I'll have to let you know. Well, I, I'm... Very glad I saw you. I'm sorry I have to dash. Goodbye, Mr. Manchester. Uh, goodbye. I, I really have to dash. Well, that certainly was a dashing conversation. <laughs> I can't understand it. You were just wonderful, Aunt Lily. Yeah. You certainly sparkled and everything. Yes, I sparkled, all right. Sparkled him right out of my life. Well, he certainly did have a funny reaction. Oh, well, Aunt Lily, don't bother about him. If he had funny reactions like that, I just wouldn't waste any time on him. I certainly wouldn't. He acted like an egg. He did not. He's a sweet, sensible man, and I, I like him very much. Jesus, I never thought love would enter into this. Well, Judy and Randolph seem to be doing it the hard way. We'll see what happens on your date with Judy in just a moment. You know, there's a hard way and an easy way to do everything. The hard way to learn if your teeth are dingy, if your smile is unattractive, is to watch the reaction of your friends. If they seem to avoid you, that may be a clue. The easy way to learn about your smile takes two seconds and spares you lots of embarrassment. Now, here's all you do. Run the tip of your tongue over your teeth. Feel that filmy coating? That dingy film collects stains on your teeth, spoils the effects of your smile, and there's no reason in the world why you should put up with it. For Pepsodent toothpaste removes that filmy coating you can feel with your tongue. Pepsodent with Arium is a clean-tasting toothpaste with super-cleansing ingredients. It foams through your mouth in millions of refreshing bubbles that loosen and flush away the dingy film from your teeth. When you brush your teeth with Pepsodent, they're so clean they pass the tongue test. They feel clean, and they look so sparkling and shiny, everybody likes to see you smile. Tomorrow may be your big day, so go to your drug counter tonight and say, Pepsodent Toothpaste, please. And remember to take an empty tube, any size from any product, to exchange for your new tube of Pepsodent. Well, let's see what's happening now on Your Date with Judy. <laughs> 
I feel terrible. Aunt Lily's been practically in tears ever since we got home. She's practically ruining her makeup. Well, to me, she looks better with it ruined. You know, Randolph, I think she goes to Mr. Manchester. Well, she'll never marry him if we keep helping her. Do you know what I'm going to do, Randolph? I hate to think. I'm going to offer her Edgar. Edgar? What's she going to do with him? Well, haven't you ever heard of the Eternal Triangle? When Mr. Manchester hears that Lily's going out with Edgar, well, you know what we'll have? What? Jealousy. I'm calling Edgar right now. Hello? Oh, is that you, Edgar? Yeah. What do you want, Judy? Uh, how would you like to have a date? Huh? Isn't this a slight reversal of form? Oh, sure, Judy. Anytime you say. How about tonight? Well, what am I picking up? Oh, the date's not with me. It's with a new girl who just came to town. A terribly new girl, just 34 years old. See? Is it a date, Edgar? Hey, what are you trying to pass off on me? Some witch? Why, Edgar, what a way to talk. This girl's just about the cutest number you ever saw. All right, what's the matter with her? Nothing. She's very young and very attractive. And hasn't had a date for six years. Randolph. Edgar, will you do this for me? Well, oh, all right. I'll do it if you'll promise to go with me to the summer prom. It's a date. Now, come right over and pick up Aunt Lily. Aunt Lily? Okay, Judy. I'll be right over. He's going to do it. Aunt Lily! Aunt Lily! Yes, Judy? Aunt Lily, I've got your date with a new man. I don't want a date with a new man. Why, Aunt Lily, don't be silly. You didn't want a date with Mr. Manchester, and just look how he turned out. Yeah, just look. Now, Aunt Lily, it's absolutely imperative you impress Edgar. Because then you'll get dates with other boys. And the first thing you know, it'll get back to Mr. Manchester. You're chasing around with everybody. Will that be good? He'll be eaten up. Now, look, Aunt Lily, we've got to rebuild your personality entire. Again? Oh, no. We're going to rehearse. Randolph, you're Edgar. I'm who? You pretend you're dating Aunt Lily. Okay. I'm in the Edgar mood. Here I come, ready or not. Judy... Somehow my heart isn't in this. Remember, it's all from Mr. Manchester. Well. Well, Randolph? Why, my dear Miss Morgan, it's a pleasure to see you again. <laughs> May I kiss your hand? Randolph, you know Edgar doesn't talk like that. <laughs> you don't have to be so, so Shakespearean. Oh, excuse me. The Manchester influence. Okay, I'll start over. Hi, you goon, let's spoon. <laughs> That's too abrupt, Randolph. <laughs> it's too abrupt. Don't you understand? Try it again. Oh, dear, that must be it. We haven't had time to rehearse. Oh, it really doesn't make much difference, Judy. Hello, Edgar. Hiya, Judy. Uh, oh, Edgar, I, I want you to meet your date, Aunt Lily. Aunt Lily, this is Edgar. Edgar, this is Miss Rosen. How do you do? How do you do? It is a pleasure to meet you. Gee, he's positively Shakespearean. <laughs> I couldn't sleep, so I, I just thought I'd come over. Did you have a nice time with that Lily last night? Judy, Judy, I gotta talk to you. Well, of course, go ahead. Judy, I'm, I'm fast about her. Oh, Lily. Aunt Lily? Don't keep calling her Aunt Lily. She's hardly any older than you are. Why, Edgar Wilson, she's twice my age, and yours too. That's just it. She's so, so mature. And Edgar Wilson. 
Have you got a crush on Aunt Lily? Don't call it a crush. That sounds so, well, childish. And Lily, Lily's so, so spiritual and, and, and womanly and everything. Judy, I'm going to ask you something. What? Do you think I have a right to ask Lily to wait for me? Wait for you? Just until I finish high school. Edgar, you're out of your mind. No, I'm not. A lot of men have married older women. Why, when I'm 60, she'll only be 77. <laughs> and, gee whiz, when you're 70. Oh, Bugs, I never thought this would happen. Judy, would you mind just awfully if, if I took Lily to the summer prom instead of you? Oh, May I see Lily, please? She's still sleeping. Do you want me to wake her? Oh, no, no, no. I wouldn't disturb her sylvan dreams for anything. I'll come back later. Bye, Judy. Oh, Lily Bell. Oh, Lily Bell. This is Gwen. Randolph! Randolph, come here. I need you. What's the matter now, Miss Fairfax? The triangle just backfired. Edgar is gaga about Aunt Lily. Now I have seen everything. And, and me. I'm just positively gaga about Edgar. Oh, Randolph, I'm desperate. Aunt Lily's in grave danger. Of what? Being robbed by the cradle? Nothing for our own blood relation, Aunt. Sweet and selfish little Judy. Of course you aren't worried about holding Edgar or anything. Randolph, don't quibble. What do we do? Well, let me put my brain to it. I'll think of something. Now, don't be so desperate, Judy. You'll get your man back. Hey... If Edgar had married Aunt Lily, he'd be my uncle. Well, like I've been telling you, Mr. Manchester... Shh, no loud talking in the library, Randolph. Well, what I've been trying to tell you is that my Aunt Lily's been running around with another man. She has? Yeah, he's practically on the verge of almost proposing to her. He is? Yeah, it's one of those whirlwind courtships. He's got her practically swept off her feet. Hush. Oh, that's terrible. He likes her because she's so simple and, and intellectual and everything. You know that day we saw you in the street. She was just made up that way because she was going to a masquerade. Hush. A masquerade? I never thought of that. Yeah. She was going with Judy. Everybody had to go with something funny. <laughs> practicing talking like Judy. Yes, I did. A masquerade. Oh, that's wonderful news. Of course. Now, if you move fast, you may still be in time to stop the elopement. There may be a ladder outside of a window this very moment. Randolph, I'm going to move faster than I've ever moved in all my life. Mr. Manchester, hush. <laughs> Manchester. Where is she? Where to? Lily, of course. Well, I guess she's upstairs in her room. Oh, quick, before she escapes. Mr. Manchester, are you going upstairs? We've got to stop that elopement. Oh, yes, of course. Elopement? There may be a stepladder outside her window this very moment. Well, if there is, this is the first I've heard of it. Lily! Lily! Where are you, Lily? Yelling. Mother, what's happening around here? I don't know. Mr. Manchester just ran upstairs like a crazy man. <laughs> I wonder what made him do that. <laughs> Gee, I hope he doesn't see Aunt Lily. She's in a bit half her glamorous today. She's just herself again. Oh, that same old personality she used to have. 
That was the episode Aunt Lily Needs a Date from the show A Date with Judy from August 11th, 1942. I hope you enjoyed it. Let us know how we're doing by visiting us at anchor.fm slash old radio comedy podcast or make your own suggestion for a future show. You can also follow us on Twitter at old radio comedy and tap the link in the show description page for a fast way to get to us. Everyone have a great weekend and tune in on Monday for another classic comedy radio show right here on the old radio comedy podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Blah, 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 blah.